welcome to the Find That Thing podcast, where we find that thing that lights your soul on fire, that thing that you were made for in this world and that just drives you from the inside out and brings you to life. My name is Emma Campbell. I'm a purpose coach, mama, nature loving, stubbornly optimistic, dorky child at heart. Here you can expect juicy mindset bites, stories, silliness and seriousness and everything in between. One thing I do promise is to make you smile. I'm here to give you permission to own your true purpose, to do what you truly want to do in this world and be the person that you were before the world told you who you should be. Because it's never been so easy than right now to do what makes your soul shine. So let's soak up some of that awesomeness that this world has to offer and help you find that thing that sets your soul on fire and bring it to life. Well, 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 welcome beautiful people. What a joy this is to be with you here today talking about how to expand your impact, your income and your inner self. This is going to be part one of three of the starting a new purpose-led biz series and I'm going to answer a few of the most common questions that have been coming up from you guys. I put a call out to ask who has a question that they would like me to answer live on the podcast and so many of you came back to me with some incredible, incredible questions, challenges, things that you're working on and that are either giving you a little bit of stress, a little bit of frustration or that you're just feeling a little bit blocked around and that you're needing some guidance on. So it is my absolute pleasure to get to answer these questions. It's my favorite thing in the world and I am feeling so chuffed because I'm sitting in the beautiful new office today looking out the window and it is just a gorgeous blue sky day and it's so crisp. It is um, it's one of those days which is just so fresh and cool for Perth. We're slowly but surely entering into the winter months uh, and the sky is oh, it's just one of those perfect days and we have just purchased an awesome little day bed which I have popped into the into the office so that this can be our spare room as well as a place for me to meditate in the morning so that I can sneak in here, I can do a meditation before I start work and that I can escape the mayhem of toddler newbornness <laughs> while the nanny is here. And so far, I'm, that, that's where I'm sitting right now. I've got a, a gorgeous little rug that my mum knitted me, some beautiful pillows, and I'm just feeling very, very rugged up, which is so lovely. And our beautiful nanny has taken the kids out to the park. So this is the most ultimate time for me to be able to share this podcast episode with you. So if you hear some noise in the background later on in the podcast, that'll probably be my delightful toddler um, coming up the path. 
so try and tune that out or tune it in if you're feeling like you need a little bit of a giggle in the background. So I'm going to answer three questions today. I'm going to keep these little, these eps short and sweet for you. The first one is all about how to position yourself as an authority when you are quite new to your field. And there was a real theme from a few of you around this question, some bits and pieces around feeling like an imposter. So our beloved imposter syndrome and essentially about integrating that sense of worthiness, right? Like I am, I am worth doing what I do. I am worth being here. I am worth showing up. I am worth positioning myself as this particular type of coach, career coach, life coach, business coach, relationship coach, whatever that coach might be. So this is my A to your Q. First of all, I want to say that that feeling of authority, that feeling of enoughness, that feeling of believing, that feeling of confidence, that feeling of trusting in yourself and knowing of yourself, that comes from the inside out first. That comes from the inside out first. This is the most important part. The first part is about checking in with yourself and asking yourself and knowing and trusting that you know your shit. You are good at this. You know your shit. You have magic and awesomeness and gifts to share with the world. You wouldn't be doing what you're doing unless you have walked some incredible experiences learned some amazing lessons and some amazing things along the path and be ready to share those learnings and share those gifts and give of those gifts to the world. So the most important part is tuning in with your inner space, with your inner self on the inside and asking, asking yourself, do I believe that I can be an authority in this area? Do I believe that I know my shit? Do I believe that I've got something to give and something of value to be able to share to my ideal client? And when you tune in and you receive that answer, which I have no doubt is yes, acting from that place and really tuning in with that question every single day or whenever you can remember that making that a real consistent thing so you can strengthen that sense of knowing that you are worth it and you do have gifts and no doubt your ideal clients really need what you have to offer they are they are waiting for you they want you and that that sense of authority comes from the inside out my second tip around this question is remembering that your your authority comes from not just your career experience, like your formal experience that you'd say you'd write on a resume or a CV, but your authority comes from your life experiences, the whole magnitude of life experiences that you have gone through. Because I have no doubt that whatever line of work that you're in, whatever area of work that you're in, 
that this has been something that you have accumulated a magnitude of incredible experiences and learnings along the way because you wouldn't have chosen that area if this wasn't the case. So remembering what, what is your story? What is your story? What are those things that you know to be true? What are those things that you have learned? Share that story. Share that story on your socials because stories connect. Stories connect in with our limbic brain, our emotional brain, and they, they send a message that's more just about logic and reason. Stories sell on both a rational and an irrational level. So they really connect in with our heart center. So share that story about who you are and what you learn because people love to feel connected and they want to hear your story and they want to hear what you've learned. So remembering that it's about life experiences, not just your career and your formal experiences. The third one is to start to build that sense of authority maybe from the outside in so building a sense of authority with your community and with your um, your following on, on your social platforms this is the bit where you've got to do a little bit of outer work it's about providing consistent value providing epic consistent value sharing all of the things that you know sharing those little tips and tricks sharing the things that you know you know, you're putting them on your website, you're sharing them with others on other people's social platforms or jumping into other people's um, uh, pages that they might have, say, on Instagram and actually contributing meaningful, meaningful advice, discussions, comments on other people's posts as a way of being able to show that this is an area that you know, you know this shit, this is your area. And doing that consistently over and over and over. Because what that's doing is it's sharing with your community that you know your shit. And it's reminding you on an, on an internal level, you know, those little one percenters, it's reminding you every single day that you know your shit too. So you can do this on your Instagram tiles. You can do this through blogs. You can do this through articles. You can share little videos. You can share emails with your email list. You could even write a little ebook on, on the five things that you know to be true about your area. You could hold workshops. You could hold masterclasses. You could be featured on other people's websites or other people's podcasts. There is, there is a requirement to build the authority from the outside in as well. And that's around being consistent and just providing so, so, so much epic, epic value. So that is my A to your Q in how to position yourself as an authority. And I'm gonna add a little extra tagline to that is how to position yourself as an authority from the inside out as well as the outside in. So the inside piece is the one that's the most important. <laughs> okay, question number two. Question number two is what I'm going to call perfectionism, but it wasn't the word that was necessarily used by these particular clients that came to the table, but this is what I saw as the theme behind it. It's a feeling like something is never enough, like the piece of work or the piece of content that you have created 
it's never good enough. It's never done. It's never perfect. It's just never finished. It's not good enough. I haven't done enough. I haven't worked enough. It's this feeling of needing to work towards like what is, I want it to be absolutely perfect before I get it out into the world. And I know from previous experience that when you get in yourself in this loop of perfectionism, it can be really, really paralyzing. Like you kind of just go back and forth driven by this feeling of fear that you want to avoid. What do you want to avoid? When you're trying to make something absolutely perfect, what are you trying to avoid? It's criticism, right? It's criticism. So when you are feeling that feeling of never being enough or your work not being enough, tune in and ask what's driving you right now? Is it a feeling of fear, like fear of being judged, fear of being fear of being criticized if the work's not perfect, if it's not awesome and amazing and blowing people's minds? Or is it a feeling of love? Like you just love what you do and you love being able to share this value with your ideal client and with your community. Is your action being driven by a feeling of fear or love? Because fear can be absolutely paralyzing. Whereas love, love is expansive, love is exciting, love is a feeling of giving, of nurturing, of fun, right? Of lightness. To help start to build that feeling of love behind your work, my biggest tip here is to connect in with your dream ideal client that you would just absolutely love to work with and that you know would benefit so much from what you have to say. And I want you to imagine that person sitting right in front of you and that you are, whether you're writing a piece of content, whether you're sharing a video, uh, whether it's a masterclass, whether it's an article, whether you're writing your website or an Instagram tile, whatever it might be, when you're creating a piece of content that you wanna share and you can feel yourself starting to get in that loop Ask yourself, what do I want to say to my ideal client? If my ideal client was sitting right here in front of me, what are the most important things that I would want to get across to her or to him? And you'll find that when you tune in with that particular person, the writing becomes easy and you don't get in yourself of that never enough loop because you're, you're driven by a feeling of love and givingness rather than fear and it all being about you. So it shifts the focus away from you and towards the person that you're here to help. And it does, it makes business so much more fun and so much more, so much more fulfilling and nourishing when you do that. So that's my first tip is connect in with love and choose love and act from love, not fear. The next one is one of my favorite mantras in the whole wide world, and it helps bring me back to center no matter what is going on, particularly if I'm stuck in analysis paralysis or procrastinating and not taking action or overthinking things. 
And that is progress, not perfection. Progress, not perfection. Progress, not perfection. So taking action and valuing progress and moving forward, whatever that moving forward is, whether it's 1% or it's 50% or it's 100%, whether you're taking action and taking progress, valuing progress over it being perfect because progress is going to get you there, right? Stopping and being stuck in analysis paralysis is not going to get you anywhere. It's going to keep you exactly where you are. But if you can choose to value progress over perfection, you're going to get to where you want to be. Whether it's that 1% progress, that 2% progress, that 40%, 60%, 100%, you will get there. And the other one that really helps with this is remembering that practice makes progress. <laughs> I always remember my, my little cousin, Ellie, who I think was maybe four or five at the time. She was do, doing some coloring in and she, I came over and I said, oh, that's beautiful, Elle. What a great job. And then I, I think I said something like, oh, just got to keep on practicing. Practice makes. And then they both yelled at me progress this is both the little cousins and I was so ready to say practice makes perfect and this is one of the things that I really love to hear about how what schools are teaching these days they're trying to move away from that whole you know um, mindset of perfection and moving towards progress which is all about growth mindset right so uh, that's just to add that little story of, of the kids are, are, are absolutely killing it compared to um, maybe what some of, our, some of us adults are like these days. <laughs> so practice makes progress, progress, not perfection. The last couple of little tips that I'd add there, which I have found have been really helpful for me, is setting a time limit to a piece of content. So putting a timer on your phone and saying, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes max or even less, maybe giving yourself like five minutes to get your post to a point of being at an 80% mark and then walking away from it, coming back to it a little bit later, doing a final check just to make sure that there's no typos or anything extra that you want to add and then committing to hitting post committing to publishing, commit, committing to submitting and, and really integrating that, that belief, that value that it's about progress, not perfection. Just get it out there. Just get it out to the world. The most important thing is that someone hears this, that someone reads this because I do have gifts. I do have value to share with the world. And if I just sit on this forever, it's never going to get out to anyone. So connecting in with that ideal client again. The one lucky last that I would give uh, in terms of a tip for helping with perfectionism and never enoughness is creating a structure for your writing. So setting an intention as the first step in that structure. What do I actually 
want to achieve through this post? What is my intention for this post? What am I hoping that my ideal client will walk away with from this post? Because when you connect in with that intention, it's very easy for you to be able to write in a way that is serving them rather than serving yourself or protecting yourself. So adding that structure, adding an intention, adding a purpose behind your writing. And when I say structure, I mean, you know, setting out with the intention to say, I'm going to share three tips. I'm just going to share three tips. That's all it is. So that it gives your writing a structure before you start to get into all the detail because then it can start to create those loops. And thinking about, you know, why am I writing this post? How is it gonna add value to someone? You know, like what's that problem that I'm actually solving or what's that need that I'm addressing through this post? How can I help them achieve that need or how can I help them solve that problem? What would the benefits of solving that problem be for them? Like why would they actually wanna solve this problem? And what proof do I have that this, that this is a great methodology to be able to achieve that solution. So that's one of the structures that I personally use in my writing, which is problem, what's the problem? Solution, you know, what's the solution to that problem? Benefit, what are the benefits of being able to implement this solution? And proof, what's the proof piece? So how do I have proof that this particular methodology works? So I really hope that that works. Okay, so lucky last tip. So this is one that I got asked by a few different clients and that's all around outsourcing. How the hell do we start with outsourcing? It's actually such, such a big area and a big learning curve. And I've been working in the HR recruitment, leadership development, you know, organizational development, that whole, you know, people and culture space for over 11 years now. And this was still a learning curve for me, trying to figure it out in an online world. So I want to share with you, I guess, the process that I went through and um, just, just take from this what is going to be helpful for you in this moment. So in terms of outsourcing, you know, first of all, the first thing that people usually think about in terms of outsourcing in their online business is to a VA, right? Like a virtual assistant. So linked in with this is um, themes around structuring your team, structuring your role as opposed to the VA's role, how to delegate, like how to choose, like how to actually share what you need done with another person and how do you actually manage that work like how do you how do you keep on top of what they're doing and what you're doing and where they're up to and setting deadlines and all of that sort of jazz so i'm going to link all of this into this question which is around outsourcing and structuring the work and delegating so the first thing that i would recommend is making yourself a list on the left-hand side, writing only I can do, and on the right-hand side, uh, saying things that someone else would be able to do. And another, another little section within the only I can do is asking what gives me energy and what drains me energy. And then going through your entire week 
literally from first thing Monday morning from 6am and thinking about everything in your entire week that you have to do. And I would actually recommend doing this from a life point of view as well as a business point of view. But if you just want to take some baby steps with your business, then just do it from a business standpoint. But you might actually find that it's it actually makes a lot more sense to do it from both a life and business standpoint. So thinking about things like cleaning, uh, kids and care, gardening, uh, all of those sort of bits and pieces, as well as anything to do with your business. So checking your emails, coordinating your emails, creating content, making workbooks look really pretty, podcasts, social media management, um, you know, Facebook posting, gosh, what else is there? The finance side, the sales side, booking in client appointments and um, managing your diary, like all those little mini things go through your entire week and have a look at what you do semi-regularly and semi-consistently and pop each of those tasks into each of the different columns. So things that only you can do, like only you have the skills, capability and resources to be able to do these things versus what could you outsource? So what is what are the things that someone else might be able to do? And that's the first point is creating those two separate lists and then breaking them down to ask What are the things that give me energy and what are the things that drain my energy? Because ultimately you want to be doubling down on the things that you just bloody rock at and that is your zone of genius. So those things that only you can do. And then the next step is using some sort of tool, some sort of system to be able to help you delegate. So I use Asana. Asana is amazing. It's free. It's awesome. It's used by so many. I've used it in almost every business and organization that I've worked in. And it's just so beautiful, easy, seamless, streamlined. You can uh, allocate out uh, tasks to individual people. So what I do is I add my VA to the different boards that I've got going on for different projects. And I'll literally create, uh, well, I'll think about what's the project that I'm working towards. So um, whether it's a a new coaching launch or or a new program launch, I'll map out what the key milestones are or the key big steps that I need to take to achieve this launch. And then within each of those steps, I'll create or I'll add someone who is accountable to each of those steps. So most of the time, I am the ultimate accountable person for each of the big steps. And then within each of those big steps is where I break it down into individual little tasks. And that's where I would be able to say, okay, is this something that I can do or that I should get my VA to do? And then I'll tag her in that particular task. I'll add a timeline of when I need it to be done. And then all the information that she needs is on Asana. I've got full visibility and transparency in terms of where we're up to, what needs doing. And if she's got any questions, she can add that into the comment box within that particular task. And it just makes it really, really simple and easy. And we also use WhatsApp as our, I guess, ongoing communication tool to help us with any of those little questions that she might need an answer to straight away. And that's 
basically how I manage the outsourcing piece uh, in my business. And this is a really, really important one. If you want to scale your business long term, if you are looking to grow, thinking about how you can turn any any particular process that you uh, that you use in your business how can you turn that process into a template or into a standardized process so that it becomes replicable and repeatable over and over and over and the more that you create a process the more that it'll save you time later on In the moment, you often don't feel like having to do it, but the more that you can start to get in that mindset of even just like bringing a client on board, so like having a client onboarding system, a client onboarding process of what it looks like from start to finish. So, you know, first step, I have a discovery call with them. Second step, I send them a survey to hear about what their goals and and needs and motivations are, all of those sorts of things so that you've got a process so that when you get to that point of being able to hand over more and more and more to your VA, it's really simple and easy to understand what those steps are. And it just means you don't have to do it over and over and over again because you've got a process that automates that for you. I hope I hope that made sense or I trust that that made sense because I'm sure you get it. You get it, right? So, guys, that was part one of three of the Starting a Biz series where you get to learn about learn about all the key challenges and goals about how to expand your impact in your business, how to expand your income and how to expand your inner self so that these three things are aligned and that you're achieving the desired income that you want, the desired impact that you want, and that you on an inner level have grown to the level that is going to support this desired income and impact. So I really, really hope that you enjoyed this one. It was an absolute pleasure getting to yeah, think about what my what my A's to these Q's are for you. And I want to invite you, if you have found value from this podcast and you want to chat further about your business, maybe you're starting out a new business or you're thinking about it, you might have a bit of an idea that you're you're ready to explore. I would invite you to jump on a call with me because I I love hearing about people's business ideas. I love to hear where the idea came from because I'm all about purpose and getting to hear people's stories. And I would be more than happy to have an absolutely no obligation free discovery call with you to hear about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve and how we might be able to work together if if it feels right and if it fits. So I'm going to leave the link in the podcast description notes below. And until then, I hope you have an absolutely delightful day. Stay tuned for part two of the Starting a Biz podcast series. And I look forward to speaking with you then. Lots of love.